Hi guys, welcome back to a Niner's Purpose episode 19 where I, Nathan. Hey, it's Tanner. What's up? It's Duncan. And Duncan's going to hit us with a quote. All right, so this quote is from Yukitaka Yamamoto, and it states, To be fully alive is to have an aesthetic perception of life because a major part of the world's goodness lies in its often unspeakable beauty. This quote is derived from the Shinto religion, and it really kind of shows what they view and kind of have purpose in things. If you go to Japan, Japan's very beautiful. The nature there is wonderful. The the scenery is great. And when they identify kami, which are their spirits, oftentimes it's just on the basis of a moving scene. If you go into nature and something moves you, then it's considered sacred and considered to kind of house one of their spirits that they then protect and worship. And so it's a very interesting quote to kind of pull another um, culture's view of how purpose uh, can be found. Yeah, I definitely think that nature is a great way to really relax and just appreciate what you have in the world and that you're able to see things. Like every time I see a like a natural beauty, like let's say I, I've seen Mount Rushmore, right? Just taking that in and being in the moment, appreciating that and just being like awestruck by this monument is something that you get to cherish for the rest of your life. And if you can take that grandeur of seeing big things and turn it into the appreciation for the little things, like, oh, the sky's blue today. What a great day. I feel that your day or my day when I do it really turns for the better. Yeah, I'd say that the great part about this quote is where at the end it says often lies in its uh, or lies in its often unspeakable beauty. What words do you use to describe beauty? Like, how do you describe that characteristic? You know, like that's something that just it's beautiful because there's no words you can use to explain that. And that really has to go to the the um how the human brain and language works like uh, the part of us that detects beauty in things and really uh, analyzes and breaks down everything to emotion and raw feeling that part of our brain is incapable of making speech mm-hmm. right so the last thing we can do is just say it's beautiful it's great it's awesome it's you know it's cool you know what else can i use to describe that just raw beauty raw potential and realistically being able to look at things in that capacity allows for you to understand potential mm-hmm. growth and uh really when you can do that with not just nature but people people too like have the same thing to them every person's unique and they've got this their own beauty their own capacity their own just their own way of doing things that really makes them an individual and that that beauty is really what guides them through life and lets everyone stay it's why we're all not bored of each other. We're all mm-hmm. unique. We all bring something new, something different to the table. And that's just, that's awesome. And I really like that uh, the Shinto religion is able to cover that in this way. And like, also the idea is you need to almost preserve the beauty that you find. If someone is particularly um, more moving than other people, maybe their personality just really livens up their room. And you notice one day that they're not doing very well, right? Maybe it is up to you to see what that's about. Cause sometimes it could just be like one bad day and it's not no big deal, but sometimes it could be a more um, complicated issue or it could be something that they are really struggling with in their own personal life. And sometimes all people need to hear is that there is some concern for you. Um, There's the idea that, you know, maybe find purpose in your life by taking up the, 
biggest burden that you can possibly bear and get through your day. And so that burden, you know, from this kind of quotes perspective would almost be preserve the beauty that you can. And maybe that's not just your own personal beauty, but it's the beauty around you as well. I definitely think one of the more important part of the quotes is to be fully alive is to have an aesthetic perception of life. Be fully alive really sets with me because it's honestly, it's a much better way of living to be able to have that appreciation for what's going on around you, whether that be in people or nature or just life continuing and flowing. And to finally be able to, you know, it's basically, I think, a, do you have like a negative or contrasted view of the world or do you have a positive seeking out good and appreciating it in the world? And I think once you finally have that good appreciation for the everyday, for the people around you and for the nature and unspeakable beauty that you see in your everyday life, your life will improve dramatically and the, the way you interact with the world will just improve. Yeah, I'd say it generally has to do with like, when you take a good mindset, when you wake up in the morning and you have a good outlook, you're probably going to have a good day, most likely. Like when you spend most of your day trying to pick out what is wrong, what is bad, what is what's not right, you're going to end up with a pretty, pretty damn big list of shit that just isn't right. Shit that doesn't fit, doesn't work. It's not the way you want it to be. You don't want this part of your life to be that way. And that's going to cause you to just be you're going to be pissed all the time. You're going to be angry. You're not going to be able to, as the quote says, a major part of the world's goodness lies in all of that unspeakable beauty, unspeakable beauty, right? So if you're just analyzing the negative, how are you ever going to get some of that goodness? Are you ever going to find the unspeakable beauty that there is to, you know, witness to experience if all you ever do is think about the negative things, right? So, and that's key part why the quote starts off with to be fully alive. Cause I mean, We've all met people that just every single, every single thing they say is this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. And all they do is complain, 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 complain. And there's never anything constructive. They say, they say, well, this bad thing happened, but what I did to make myself feel better was X, Y, Z. And I've had a pretty solid day afterwards, you know, or, you know, my week started off really bad, you know, Monday kind of sucked. And so Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I gave myself, I gave myself a little break. I did this thing I built a habit I you know I had a good good couple gym sessions and that really just brought up the rest of my week you know I was able to build build upon those bad things and so I you know you when you experience good and you focus on putting your mind in order for there to be good you will find good I also find it interesting that this quote is talking about you know ways that you can obtain kind of this sense of satisfaction and this sense of happiness and never does it actually talk about um like having money you know it says focus on what's beautiful and so i think that someone who really tries and lives their life by this quote doesn't care about their salary that much i mean and i kind of think that that contrasts a lot with kind of the american um, vision of success because mm -hmm. everyone who we think of as successful we think of the Elon Musk types. We think of the actors um, like Tom Holland and those types. And, you know, they make a lot of money. But the thing is, is they also undergo a lot of stress, right? And it's very hard for them to be able to take days where they can just stop and smell the roses. I think that someone who lives 
kind of as an example of this quote probably owns like a snowball cabin you know <laughs> they're probably dealing with a lot of people and making them happy and doing something that they love that is more slow paced and that they just get to enjoy their time i don't think that um if you want to be happy in this way by focusing on the aesthetic you really want to be zooming from one thing to another you want to be able to appreciate just the small things in life you know and so I think that that's also very important if you want to try and focus on the aesthetic and cultivating beauty. What unspeakable beauty have you seen in this past week, Duncan or Nathan? Um, so I went home Saturday to see my mom and the look on her face was priceless when I made some cherry bars because we've always had lemon bars. That's, yeah. that's a recipe that we've had, but I under, went um some experimentation and actually came up with a way to instead of adding lemon juice add cherry concentrate mm -hmm. which would make you know a lemon mm -hmm. bar taste like cherry and then i also figured out how to make that lemon well that cherry bar red because that was like the hardest part food coloring no you just got to find the right cherry juice because oh. <laughs> i didn't want to use food coloring that's like cheating um but like four eggs in the like mm -hmm. jelly part basically turns the jelly yellow it has nothing to do with the lemon juice. Yeah. And so I had to like fix all that. And then by the end of it, you know, I give it to my mom and I'm just like this little kid offering up this little creation that I did because my mom has made a bajillion things, you know, she's yeah. got recipe upon recipe uh, box, but she loved it. Mm. And she was like, Oh, you're so good at this. It's actually good. <laughs> I, I thought it was pretty good. Mm. Um, I didn't love that as much as the lemon bar, but I also yeah. love lemon a lot more than I do cherry. And yeah. I still have like a tin of them in my mm. room that I'm snacking on. Mm. <laughs> but, you know, that moment there that her being proud of me, her liking what I made was such a wonderful part of my week. And I wouldn't have been able to do that if I didn't spend the time to drive home and then spend the couple hours just to bake and be with her. Yeah. I'd say mine was probably going home this past weekend too. And I went with my grandma. She was like, do you want to go to the mall? I was like, sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and it's more of her wanting to get out of the house because mm -hmm. she's retired now and trying to escape my grandfather <laughs> as much as she can. But I went with her and it was just really good just to have one-on-one -on -one time with her. Cause you know, it's sad to think about, but we don't have an unlimited amount of time like we thought when we were kids with yeah. our relatives, especially the older ones. And just to be able to spend time with them and interact with them and make them laugh, which is especially harder now that we're in college, but it's still good to have one-on-one -on -one time with them. I'd say mine is probably like, no matter how old I've gotten, I always have a fascination with just looking at clouds. Like I love looking at clouds. I love looking at the sky. This one's in the stratosphere. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the type of clouds? Yeah, a good chunk of them, you know. <laughs> the stratus, I can't even remember. Cumulus, cumulonimbus. Nimbus. Isn't one called like the Cereus. iron wall or something? I have no <laughs> clue. Animal. I don't, uh, I don't know names. But um, uh, I just, I find a fascination with them because they're never the same. They're always different. They always look like something different. On top of that, it just shows you you know, like when you're looking at those clouds, those clouds could be miles, miles away. Or they could be, you know, I mean, still a couple thousand feet away from you. But like, they're huge in compared to you, in comparison to you. And I think like being able to just 
appreciate stuff like that is really important. And especially like when it flips over to nighttime and looking at clouds when it's dark out, but you can still see a lot of the stars around them. Mm-hmm. That's, that's like the best time, especially like when you're looking up at the moon and a cloud moves around the moon. Yeah. Awesome. Do you like looking at angry clouds? I don't know what that means. Like a storm. Yeah. Yes. Angry yes. clouds. Yeah. Sometimes there's angry clouds and there's thunder. Sometimes there's sad clouds and there's rain. Sometimes they're happy clouds. I don't know what clouds our motion is when it's snowing. Yeah. I guess they're, I don't know. They're Depressed. Maybe they're numb. Numb? Yeah, maybe they're numb. Mm. They're cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. fire is very nice to look at. Excellent. Yeah. Like, I love how we're t- kind of talking about how we like to look at nature, because that's really the essence of this. I mean, I've been trying to get to that, like, yeah, you know, yeah. that's the emotion part, but. Yeah, because I like the, um, personally, my favorite thing to look at in nature is water. Yeah. Like, I love oh, to see water mm-hmm. moving. What is uh, the most beautiful thing you've ever seen in your life, like, nature category? Um, So, I was at the beach, mm-hmm. and I was not having a great time. Yeah. But I went out at night, and I went to the beach. Yeah. I just sat down and I popped in my earbuds and I was listening to music. And it was just a, a, a very moving experience because I got to see the ocean crashing. And yet, like, it was hard to tell where it was crashing. The waves just kind of yeah. moved. And it was amazing because I mean, the water, you you could see the water because the moon reflected off the water. You could see the water because there were stars reflected off the water, but you couldn't see the water exactly. And it was just a wonderful experience. You had to put in your earbuds to pluck out the sounds of children running around. Like, like, that is like the most fun ever to go to the beach at night and just run around, turn yeah. off your flashlight and scare people. And the crap. I'm surprised you didn't get stepped on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Catching crabs. Yeah. Gotta catch crabs. I'd say mine as far as like the most beautiful thing. I just probably over the summer when we went to Colorado, yeah. like once we left like we had seen the Rockies, like we could see the Rockies for a while, you know, before we got into yeah. Denver. But once we got past Denver on I-70 and we're really like, you know, essentially just going in between the mountains. Honestly, like I've never seen mountains like that. Yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. Like the only experience I've ever had with mountains really was like the Appalachians, mm-hmm. you know. So comparing them to the Rockies is it's it's unbeatable. You know, those mountains are just they're so tall. Like you can literally see snow at the top, even though it was middle of the summer and everything was so green and we could see the river and it was just, it was picturesque like the whole time. Yeah. That was felt like a dream the whole time, maybe because of traveling eight hours a day in a car (laughs) trapped with a bunch of hooligans. (laughs) But also like, I remember like the one point that stands out to me the most in my memory right now is um, we were almost to the town. It was like the last day of traveling for the first three days. And we stopped at this river. I don't remember what the name of the river was, but we climbed down. It's like the banks are made out of this like black rock well, the, that breaks the river away. Was down. Yeah. The river was down. It's like this black gravel that breaks mm-hmm. apart super easy. And we got down there and the water is just like crystal clear blue. And just seeing that and there's like green on the hilltops and then the mountains in the background. That was just like it's hard to process like that kind of beauty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. It is kind of crazy. Cause it's like, no matter what picture yeah. you take with it, it, it is never enough. Yeah. It's never, never really captures the full thing. 
it's kind of like overload at the end because we've seen so many different landscapes and kinds of beauty like there is beauty in kansas mm -hmm. like don't <laughs> get me wrong there's flat and crazy stuff but there's a beauty yeah. in just seeing like you've never seen land like that before you've never seen that and much even like the one time. the cornfields of iowa like i've never seen that much just corn and hills before <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's sunflower fields too. Like that was yeah. crazy. I thought it was corn for the longest and... time. Nope, mm. it was it was sunflowers. It's Interesting, crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's funny that we're having this conversation. Like for spring break, me and a friend are just going to hop in a car and go up to the mountains. Which and, mountains? Uh, the Appalachian. Yeah, you know, we're just going to go. Oh. We're going to go around North Carolina, maybe a bit of South Carolina, maybe a bit yeah. of Tennessee, and we're just going to drive and stop whenever we feel like it. Mm. Camp out at night. Yeah. Um, Probably go to Montreat because Montreat, if you ever are near Montreat, look out hill. It's a, it's a bit of a climb. It's only a mile hike, but you get to the top and around basically Montreat's in a valley. And so you can see the whole valley. And yeah. if you can go and you're brave enough to go right before the sun rises or right before the sun sets, it is one of the best views that you'll ever get. Really? Because that sun. Where is that near? Like just, Asheville? Oh, or it's like right before you hit Asheville. Okay. It's right before you hit Asheville. I love Asheville. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Montreat's kind of, it was a Scottish safe haven. So it's right after you get out of the foothills and then like in one of those valleys. Yeah. Yeah. I think like I've been like incredibly blessed compared to my parents and past generations of the things I've already gotten to see in my life. Mm -hmm. Like I'm 18 and I've seen so much. I've been to more states than my mom. You know, dang, it's just crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. So, as we're wrapping up this episode, I just want to remind everyone that you know, take time to enjoy the little things, take time to enjoy nature because I think that nature is one of the greatest ways to kind of rejuvenate your life. Um, we didn't really get to talk about it a lot this episode, but there's a lot of um, good scientific studies out there that just show that going out and spending maybe a day camping, right, is really good for you. It helps you to reset. It helps you to focus. It helps you to stop and think. And so I would just say that as you go forward, think about the little things. Think about the aesthetic things. Think about the stuff that's worth saving and the stuff that you want to hold on to its beauty. Until next time. See you. See you guys.